episode 135 follow-ups welcome to rookie designer episode 135 my name is jake van ness unfortunately today kitty couldn't be with us so i'm actually going to record this by myself let's see how this goes because i've never done it by myself and i hope you guys still enjoy it So what I thought I'd talk about in today's episode is follow-ups. And we're talking about following up on a proposal that you sent out, an email you sent out with maybe some questions, or even a phone call that you made that maybe you left a voicemail and you haven't heard back. Follow-ups are really important because people get busy. And a lot of times what will happen is somebody will get so busy that they haven't had a chance to get back to you. I have to remember that your potential clients a lot of times are not dealing with just you. Obviously, they may be working with other employees. They may be dealing with a boss. They may be dealing with, heck, they may be dealing with just personal life, like their kids, their family, and stuff like that going on. And obviously, in today's world, we have so much going on. We're dealing with so many different things. It's easy to forget about things. So just remember that your clients are probably pretty busy and It's your job to go out there and go after them. But remember that they are busy, so make sure you follow up. The other thing to remember is with email, sometimes they don't go through. Sometimes they end up in the spam folder, or they might have just gotten kicked off on the server, or who knows. I I swear it's like the sock in the dryer that disappears. Email can be the same way. You know you sent it. You know it most likely went through. It just never got to the other end. So it's important that you follow up, and and I've got a good story for this because I recently had a client that I emailed a quote to, and I emailed it on a Thursday, and I was thinking, hey, you know what, it's it's Thursday midday, I'll I'll give them till Monday because I don't want to be too pushy. Well, I waited, and I didn't hear anything back, so I gave them a call on Monday, and they said to me, they're like, well, you had sent us an email on Wednesday that said you were still waiting on your vendor, so... We didn't call you because we figured you were still waiting for your vendor to get back to you. Well, I had sent that email on Thursday, so now I've lost Thursday, Friday, and Monday that I could have possibly had an answer back from. And it also kind of looked bad because I didn't really jump on it the way they wanted me to. So I emailed that estimate over again, and this time I actually called them within a few hours. And I said, you know, hey, I just want to make sure my email went through this time. And let me know if it did. If it did, thanks. If not, we'll, I'll, I'll give you the numbers over the phone. That way we can move forward with this. And they, and they got my email, and we went forward from there. But it really made me think about the fact that I should have followed up sooner. And that's what's going to bring me to the next thing I want to talk about, which is how do you know how soon you should follow up? It's kind of tough because I made the mistake. I probably waited too long. But you don't want to come across pushy. And that, at least that's how I feel, is that I, I worry about jumping on things too soon that make my clients think that I'm badgering them and saying, hey, I, I want an answer, I want an answer, I want an answer. But you're not, not really. You're, you're trying to bring them in as a client, you're, or, or even if it's not just about that, if it's a, a proof that you sent out or it's questions that you sent out, you're trying to keep things moving forward. And it's kind of your job as the designer to move things forward. You'll want to keep things rolling forward because obviously at the end of the project is the paycheck. 
Um, the other thing I wanted to say was don't be afraid to pick up the phone. And actually, this kind of be important because it was important in the story I just told you because if I hadn't picked up the phone and I just emailed them again, they probably wouldn't have gotten the second email because they didn't get the first one. The other thing is, say you drop off a package, you're trying to land a new client, and you, you send off some samples to them. Remember, you, you kind of opened it up a little bit by sending them that stuff, so they're most likely going to recognize your business name, probably recognize your name, that it gives you a chance to say, hey, you know, I sent you that package. Did you get it? What did you think? And these are a couple other things you should know about me. It kind of gives you another chance to kind of sell yourself. It shows your clients that you're not afraid to step up and give them a call. That it's not just about hiding behind your email or just not wanting to have that interaction. There's nothing wrong with picking up the phone and making that phone call to see what's going on. Like I said, it's not a cold call because you've already made some effort in some way. Another area I thought we'd talk about with follow-ups is after a project is complete. So say you did a web design project and you, you finished the website, you got everything signed off, you got your payment, and they're basically running live with the website. Month goes by, you haven't really heard from them, which is probably a good thing because it means nothing's broken, nothing's gone crazy. So pick up the phone, give them a call, and, and maybe in this case you could probably send them an email. But I would say pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, just thinking about you guys and, and wanted to see how things are going. It, how, how are things going with your website? Are, are you happy with it? Have things been going smooth? Are you looking for anything to be improved on it? Are you finding anything that might be a little glitchy? And obviously you, you don't want to work for free. You're, at, you're now beyond your contract with them. But maybe, maybe they'll say, hey, you know what? We want to expand this area. Or, hey, thanks for calling because we got this other project we're thinking about doing. It shows your clients that you care. Or it shows them that you care about them beyond that one project. It, it's important to develop those relationships because what those relationships can do is lead to more work. But it also can lead to referrals. It can lead to building a, a good network of people. Now, now that I've spoken about networking, I, I thought I'd bring up another area that follow-ups can be important as well. And that's after you go to a networking meeting or you go to a networking mixer or say you go to a conference like Kitty and I went to, to PepCon, the uh, print and publishing conference last May, which, by the way, is coming up again and, and we'll be talking about that and probably one of the next couple episodes to let you guys know more about it. But once you go to those events, you want to follow up with the people that you talk to because that's part of networking. So obviously you go to these, these events, you, you trade business cards, you, you trade names and, and contact information, and you talk about things, you talk about what you do, you find out what they do. And this is where there's all kinds of apps out there that can help you with this. There's all kinds of like note-taking things. And it's important to remember who you connect with at these events. And that's why the business cards are important because then you have those business cards to come back to your office, sit down and write them an email. Or in some cases, if you had a really good conversation, pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, I, um, we had a great conference. I'm home or we had a great 
uh, networking mixer and, and I'm home and I, or I'm back at the office and I thought I'd give you a call just see how things are going and really glad we got a chance to to meet up and to talk and if you need anything in the design area or you need help with something let me know and it's a way for you to make a connection it's a way for you to to follow up it's a way for you to grow the people around you and have them recognize your name and remember your business the more you follow up with people the more they're going to recognize your name and that that's kind of a branding thing is that you want to make sure that you're getting your name out there and people are thinking of you first when it comes to that project so networking mixers get those business cards like I'll, another story i can tell you is last week i went to a networking mixer and i got a couple business cards i talked to a couple people and so today i sat down a couple days after the mixer and i wrote these people emails and i just said hey you know it was nice to meet you i'm glad we had a chance to connect and here are a couple links to my site my blog my portfolio and also my linkedin so you can find out a little bit more about what i do and that way it, it gives them a way to kind of connect with you and I'll be honest with you, I've actually heard back from a couple people. So that that effort was good. It it made a difference to some people. So that those that's another area that you can think about doing follow-ups. Now, the last one I wanted to share was one that uh actually Kitty had brought up when we were discussing this topic between the two of us. And she brought up follow-ups that can lead to work around the holidays. Obviously, people get kind of frantic around November and December because they want to get those holiday cards out or they want to get those advertising deals out there to their potential clients for the holidays. Well, don't wait for them to come to you. I think it's a great way to follow up is to go to them and say September, October, maybe even earlier and say, hey, you know what? The end of the year is coming. Let's start talking about those greeting cards. Let's start talking about those advertisements you want to do for the holidays so that you can have some weight off the your shoulders as the client and I can get some stuff done for you and you'll be prepared for the holidays. It's a great way to show them that you're thinking ahead for them as well as yourself because obviously it's going to bring you business. It's going to help you out, but it also shows them that you're thinking of them throughout the year. So I think those are some really good points that Kitty brought up and I, I think it's great. And I've actually, I have done it. I have a client that I do, uh, greeting postcards for every year and same thing every time around september october i make sure that i reach out to him because if i don't i'll hear from him in november because he's a good enough client that he says hey you know i haven't heard from you yet let's get these things going and so he's a good client in that way but that's a good example of why you should follow up and that was a good one that kitty came up with so i think that that covers some good points on why follow-ups are important and some situations that you should be doing follow-ups in. This podcast is probably going to be a little shorter than the ones we've done in the past since I'm doing them alone, but I do want to cover some of the other areas that we normally do. And one of those areas is the shortcut of the week. This one is going to build on what we came out with the last episode, which dealt with the hand tool to help move the image around the screen. Now, last show, we actually told you how to get that with a shortcut on your keyboard but there's actually a, a, another way you can do it which is pretty cool if you're panned in on an image and say you're down in the right hand corner and you say oh, I, I need to get to the left hand corner 
So what you or left top corner or something like that, you say, you know what? Hold down your space key, space bar, and use your mouse clicking and dragging to move the image around. Because what happens is when you hold that space bar down, you'll see the little hand appear, and that gives you the ability to move the image around. So that's almost, it's a faster way than actually trying to select the tool and using it. So that, that's just an addition to the shortcut we had last week. And for the last section that we normally do is the recommended apps. This week, I want to recommend 1Password. Now, I use 1Password on my PC laptop, and I also use the browser plugin. There is an iPhone app available as well, and I just haven't used that yet. Once I do, I'll talk about that in a later episode. So what is 1Password? 1Password is basically a password keeper and a very secure one. I've heard about it on all kinds of podcasts, and I've always been curious about it, but for a long time, it was only available on the Mac. And then recently, they just came out with it on the PC, so I was really happy to be able to see that. And I was actually talking to uh, Pete, my brother, and the co-host of Rookie Photog about the fact that I've been doing a lot more like web design work, especially with WordPress and things like that, and having to deal with clients FTP servers dealing with clients login to say their hosting and of course into their WordPress accounts and he brought up a really good point he said you know you need to have those in a secure place so that you don't have a problem and it, it made sense and so I went out and said okay I'm going to give one password a try which is actually something that Pete had been using for a little while but he uses the Mac version so it, it to be honest with you it's been great because it's a great way for me to be able to have all the different logins I need for all these different clients that I'm doing WordPress sites for. And not only that, like I said, the FTP and, and if I'm working with their hosting service as well, it, it helps with that. What it does is it locks in the passwords into a program that has a file on your, your computer, but it can only be accessed by the program and buy the master password. Now, there's, like I said, there's the desktop application, which right now I, I've got a bunch of different logins, and I'm also using the accounts area to do FTP. And what I can do is I can set up like what the FTP uh, address is, the username, and then the password. And I can securely put that in there so that when I go to the FTP program that I use, I can just click on it and it'll automatically fill the information in. What I like is the fact that you can use like ultra secure passwords, like the ones with the symbols, the crazy like number combinations and uppercase and lowercase, because obviously the more you do with that, the more secure it is. And there's even a generator right in one password, but you don't have to remember. You only have to remember your master password because everything else is just a click away to either copy and paste it into whatever you're trying to do or and what I like about the web browser, web browser one, and I actually use Chrome as my main web browser, is that all you have to do is click on the little icon at the top and click on the, the one you're trying to use, and it automatically fills it in, and you're logged in. And i got to be honest with you, I think it's actually faster doing it that way than trying to type in the, the password all the time. Of course it is. I mean, I, you don't have to remember it. 
Now, I was guilty for years of using like the same password or a combination of the same password. And I'm thankful that I've never had a problem. It This has just made me realize that with my client base that I can put all of their information in here and have it be really strong passwords and not have to be concerned. Um, the other thing that's really cool is you can add folders. So like I've got several different clients. I can put the FTP, the, the hosting, and the WordPress into a folder so that I can click on that folder and get all of the accounts for that customer. It's an easy way to do it. A um, couple other things it does, it'll do secure notes, like notes you want to put in here that you don't want like prying eyes to see or somebody that would accidentally or accidentally would actually hack your computer. You don't want them to be able to see these notes. You, you can do that. Um, the other thing I like is software. Now I'm an Adobe user. I've got a serial number for my Adobe software. I can put that in here and it's securely kept in there so that I don't have to worry that I'm not going to know what that is. It does credit cards and bank information as well. I haven't used that too much. Actually, I haven't used it at all. So I'll have to play with that and see how that works as well. But I think what I like about this is that it's so simple to use. It's so secure. I can have passwords that are really strong and not have to try to remember. And I don't have that post-it note sitting on my desk that somebody could obviously find. It's a great program. I highly recommend it. It does have an iPhone, Android app available as well. Like I said, I haven't played with that too much. I'll have to uh, download that and give that a try because it, it definitely is a strong software. Now, it's by a company called Agile Bits, and I'll put the uh, link in the show notes. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to tell you guys about this. I would definitely recommend downloading and using it. I mean, you get 30 days to try it. Really see how strong it is. See, you'd be surprised how many passwords you actually need to remember. That's the thing that got to me is that I was like, wow, I've got all these different passwords that I'm trying to remember. And a lot of them are probably too similar to, to really be comfortable. So this just makes it a whole lot easier. Now, one little tip that I picked up from a, another podcast that I want to share with you guys was the one that, um, and actually it's from... Uh, Mics on mics. It, basically, they were talking about one password, and the one guy said, "You know, I, my wife actually knows the master password, so you don't want to think about it. But God forbid something happens to you, she has that password to be able to get into everything that I have. So if she needs to get into those secure accounts that are important, all she needs to know is that one password. So it's it's kind of a, a an interesting thing to think about. Like I I hadn't thought about it that way, and it was a good thing they brought up." By the way, definitely recommend Mike Mike's on Mike's. I'll put a link to their podcast as well. I think that's going to actually bring my solo podcast for the first time to a close. I appreciate you guys listening. And I want to let you guys know that we are on Facebook, obviously. We're on Twitter. We're on Google+. We're also in the iTunes store. We'd really appreciate it. First of all, you'd subscribe. I hope you're enjoying the podcast that we're doing, and I hope you enjoyed this one too. But I also would love if you guys could give us some ratings in, in the iTunes store. They're really important. And plus, we want to hear what you guys have to say. We're curious. We want to know what you think. If you have a recommendation out there you'd like to give us and something you'd like us to take a look at, you can definitely email us at info at rookiedesigner.com. If you've got suggestions for show topics, let us know about that as well. The other thing is we also do take guest blog posts, and we'd be 
very, very interested in having some people help us out with that. But overall, I hope you guys enjoyed the solo podcast I just did. And I guess I'll talk to you guys next time. Everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. Mm-hmm.